just a menace, ju- just a menace. Welcome to another episode of Menace to Sobriety with me, Daniel O'Reilly, and my co-host, Kirk Norcross. Let's get him in straight away. Really? Yeah, there's Kirk looking well, oh. Oh, looking fresh <laughs> today. Um, listen, guys, I just want to—I I wanted to keep the intro nice and clean and simple because we had a complaint about the intro being a bit. What did I say? Cringy. It was a bit <laughs> cringy last week because I, I was—I was having some fun with it. So very professional today. Here we are at Menace to Sobriety, a podcast that mixes a little bit of light-hearted, no holds barred, honest chat with information and uh, conversation about all things sobriety, mental health, well-being, addiction, uh, and all-round good fun. Good fun. A bit of a journey on this podcast. If you've been with us since the beginning, we love you. If you're just joining us, we're going to love you. And uh, interact in the comments as you go through. And also, before I get into the podcast, we are going live for a live studio audience podcast once a month. So you can come down, you can see us in the flesh, you can touch us as long as it's appropriately. uh, And you can join in live and watch it live here in Vauxhall. Um, The link is below, so check that out. Kirk, how you been? I've been very well, thank you very much. The week's going really quick. Now. The week, the weeks are going. Oh, we got John as well. Quick shout out to John. John, get the camera on you. John's <laughs> people are loving John. He's starting to get comments, Finally. fans, everything. Um, God's sake, follow me on social media. I've got like fifteen followers. Make it happen. Let's go. Love thank that. You. I can't even remember when I was at fifteen followers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kirk, how are you? I'm good. Good. Six weeks holidays have started, and yep. well, it actually only really started today, but. Yeah, my kids like drained me already. Really? Because <laughs> he, from the minute he left school, he's now in holiday mode. Dad, yeah. it's my holidays. Can I can do this? We've done circus, walks, bloody zoos, a lot. Same with you. Yeah, what have yeah. you been doing? I went. To, yeah, I went on a safari. It was uh, it was raining, but um, I I got to thank my sobriety for being able to enjoy it. I, I was with I was with a good friend uh, of mine, uh, a couple that are friends with. Well, it's my missus' best friend and her fella, and he even said to me. You know, you're so calm and relaxed. Normally, I normally I'd be probably be like trying to get a pint there, yeah. but also like annoyed that it was raining and stuff like that. And I, all I was doing was looking at my kids' faces. They loved it. The monkeys jumped on the car. They held little birds. I had a great, uh, and even driving home, I even enjoyed the drive home. It was like an hour and a half drive home. I'm just so calm and relaxed at the Before moment. Before you'd be finding an excuse, it rain, and you're like, let's go straight away. Yeah, yeah. I, I was remember, always on edge. I remember I went to the zoo before, had a, this zoo, I can't remember what it was called, um, but they invited us there, got to feed the tigers and everything. And, you know, I, I knew I had this, and when I, when I was in active addiction, I knew I had it on this date. Saturday morning, we're going to leave. I get on it Friday night, then I can't stop it. And mm. I just ruined the whole thing for everyone. I was yeah. moody. I was tired. I needed to sit down. Yeah. Like, And I was like, this was meant to be an enjoyment for my partner and my yeah. child. And because of just one stupid thing that I couldn't hold in that night, I ruined it for everyone. Yeah. Just wanting to right, we've seen that animal. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's uh, my 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 wife. I know she can feel it. I'm just so content, relaxed. Like I'm not trying to do. And I think that's definitely like you know when I used to drink and use or whatever. You'd want to do it. Did you ever find? Oh, just quickly before I go into that, John. 
How have you been, mate? How's your week been? Come on, talk to us, baby. Yeah, Get involved. Been good. been good. Been working, working on a couple of projects. Um, there's like some uh, some music stuff I've been working on with nice. the band and like a like an animated film. Talk about that in a bit. Okay, yeah. Um, and then yeah, just been uh, on GB a bit with Andrew Doyle doing his show yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Very controversial that news channel these it days. It is, but I feel like it's finally kind of people are accepting it. Yeah. Because Twitter doesn't seem to accept it. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, that controversy. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, that's that's a separate. No, but I think you do really well on there. Aren't you uh, Aren't you due to be on what, the discussion program as well tonight? What's that called? No, d- what's the other one? Oh, headliners. He- no, headliners. There's another one. Did you, you do the other one on there? Uh, I don't know which one you're talking about. I'm not joking. Look at his face. He thinks I'm trying to crack a oh, joke here. I did, uh, I did Free Speech Nation. That's what I'm talking I about. I did that yesterday. That oh, cool. Fun. Yeah. What cool, was cool. you talking about? Uh, we're talking about um, a bunch of different stuff. So the new Barbie and like Oppenheimer film. Yeah. Mm. How it kind of represents the male and female psyche. Yeah. A um, bunch of other stuff. You know, the new mate campaign. We won't get into that. Not your mate. Not the good mate. The shit mate. Yeah, mate. No, I've seen that. Something. I've seen that. Yeah, let's not get into that. I might do some <laughs> sketches on that. But no, just just on the Barbie film. I've seen... I haven't seen it yet. I, I haven't seen it yet. But I've seen two different people that I that I respect have two completely different um, sort of views on the Barbie film. A very um, respectable director that directed uh, one of my films... He said that out of all the films he's seen this week, because he goes and sees all the new films when they're out, I think he saw a couple of different, I think he saw three or four films. He said it was the best film. Okay. And he's a proper geezer, lad's lad. Yeah. Um, Typical Barbie guy. He's not a Barbie guy, but he respects film, right? He's, mm. a, he's a film director, so he really enjoyed it. But then um, I saw someone else that said that it was just, it was just like woke culture personified, where it was just absolutely... Like all the male characters were misogynistic. All the male characters were, you know, like dumb and, dumb and all of this stuff. Have you seen it? That's I've, I haven't seen the movie, but that's what I've heard. I've heard like yeah, I've not seen it, but yeah. but Ken back in the day would have been quite vain. If you look at the, the Ken doll as a child, yeah. it was all about sleek hair, yeah. chest out. But what's wrong with that? Why can't a man be proud of mm. what he looks like? You know, it takes yeah. a lot of work to go to the gym and get a good body. You know, I get a lot of people to get slated for a tops off or yeah. the best on and that. Good on you. You're working very hard. Yeah. You know, yeah, if, a, yeah. if a girl works hard or even has her lips done and feels confident yeah. or gets a boob job and wants to wear a, a, low, a low cut top. Good Fair play. You. It's you. You wouldn't work your ass off for a Ferrari and park it in the garage and not show no one, would you? No, no. I get. I put my McLaren all over my social media. You worked hard for it, yeah. and it's the same with a body or a job or anything. Yeah. I think people should be proud and not scared to show people what they achieved. But there's a slim line between mm. um, being proud and being show off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I think more the point of what me and John were talking about is more the the characters that are in there have been a stereotype in men in a certain way. John, tell us more about that. What, what so again, I haven't seen it. It might be glorious. I don't know. I assume not. But like, uh, they <laughs> go to the real world. They're in like Barbie world and they go to the real world and it's like this really kind of um, tyrannical patriarchy that's really oppressive to like all women. It's like a parody of, of the patriarchy. Yeah. And then like, the, the Ken dolls are all like, oh no, this is actually quite good. We should bring it back to Barbie world. And they do. And they overtake Barbie world somehow. Uh, and then, I'm gonna have to watch this. Yeah, and then Barbies take it over again by like confusing the men, and they're like, "Nah, no patriarchy. Women are in charge forever." And that's just the ending of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. Well, it sounds like, great synopsis. That, that yeah, but it sounds <laughs> like it sounds like a good film. But but I I I, I, I love Margot Robbie. Like she, she's yeah. just the most perfect woman ever. Yeah, yeah. Did Looks. you see everyone was calling her mid? On the internet, that yeah, was like, that was like a thing going around. Like yeah, but that, that's prob- that's probably that's probably those. Uh, 
I don't know how, what to She's say. Amazing. But I can, I can, I can visually picture the women that are calling her mid. Yeah. Do you I, know I, what I think mean? we should. Um, is there, is there ever going to be an action man film? I'm going to hold my hands up. My friends don't even know this. I played with action men until I was about 14 or 15. Did you? Even my mum was like, "You got to throw them away." I'm hidden under my bed. How long was you breastfeeding for? Uh, yeah, not long. <laughs> <laughs> not long. Um, anyway, let's move on before I say something silly about uh, woke <laughs> feminism and sexism <laughs> and everything like that. Let's move on. Um, right, here we are today. What are, we, um, what are we talking about? What are we talking about, John? So today's sobriety topic is rock bottom. So we're going to be talking about the various aspects of that, what it means, what it means for different people, how it can be avoided, whether it's a good thing to get into. So yeah, so why don't we start? So how do you guys define rock bottom? What, what does it mean to you guys? Um, so first of all, I'm, I, what I'm going to say is I think everybody's rock bottom is completely different. I would agree on that. Yeah, and some people are living in their rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Like I think that um, it, to define rock bottom, I mean personally myself, I know the moment of my rock bottom uh, or, or the weekend or the week or yeah. the week. Maybe I, maybe I could probably put it down to a week or a week or two weeks. I can visualize my rock bottom. And the reason why I can visualize my rock bottom is because I send myself back there. Every time I, the sesh gremlin pops into my mind, I go back to my rock bottom. But I think some people don't even realize they're living in their rock bottom. They are going from days of rock bottom to days of rock bottom. And everyone's rock bottom varies. It's very difficult for you to see that you've got a rock bottom if you're wealthy, well off, if you've got a nice house, you know, da 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 da. But I think it's a little bit easier uh, for people to understand their rock bottom if they if they've got a really tough life as well because mm. it's there. But you know, money and 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 um, doing well and stuff like that can 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 cloud your rock bottom. Your rock bottom can be emotional or it can be like a physical rock bottom where you're literally passing out. But I think it varies. But I'll tell you what we do. We're tell. I don't mind sharing. I've I've kind of kept my rock bottom a little bit close to my heart because it involves my wife. Yeah. So it's not really something that I've been very comfortable in discussing. But I I think I'm up for talking about it today. But before I get into mine, Kirk, mate, you've had many rock bottoms, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but could you put your finger on the rock bottom? My, uh, like I was I was in rock bottom for years. Like I was in it, um, and I didn't know I was in it. But looking back, yeah, I was. From someone that doesn't know the difference between sort of like uh, someone who's addicted to coke or crack or heroin, you're all addicts anyway, but you would look at me like a, a crackhead, a fiend. Yeah. Like I was rock bottom. Everything I'd done was to fund drugs. Um, yeah, from, from hygiene, going one shower a week, not realizing it at the time though. Yeah. Um, Rock bottom, God, there's a couple of things during, say say rock bottom for me was for a year. Um, some things I could pick out that made me think during that year, oh, you're, you're bad now, Kirk, is, you know, obviously I left TV and then when I got a normal job, I was grafting my ass off doing like the internet cabling, running that under the ground. Yeah. From TV to that, I mean, I was getting up at four, leaving at 4.30, not getting in till 7.30 at night, uh, and I was getting 80 pound a day. So for going TV to that mm. and... And I would literally, that knowing what I've got, that's 80 quid, that's two that's two 40 pound grams of Coke. Maybe I can do a deal, keep a score back and that scores for me, my missus and my son, you know, and, and I didn't realize that. But what I could say is my realist rock bottom when I then realized is I had no money. And this was only a couple of years ago, no money whatsoever. I was jet washing. I'd probably been doing the jet washing for about a year and this was the most unprofessional thing of ringing up a customer that had a job booked in in two weeks asking for the money up front, made an excuse. 
And the excuse was, it was, hi, mate, I've Cairns uh, Services, so I've got a job booked in with you in a couple of weeks. Um, bit of an embarrassing question, mate, but I'm about to get a... This is how my brain works, because I needed Coke right then. I had nothing in my bank. Um, I said, um, I said, I'm just about to get a mortgage. And to get a mortgage, I've had to freeze my account. Um, I don't even know where I thought of this. And I said, can I can I get the money next week for the job? He's like, no, mate. And I was like, well, I was like, well, you know, and I'm sitting there. I, was, I remember exactly where I was in Farrakh, near my old college, just sitting there in the car. I, run, I, I messaged a friend on Facebook that I probably hadn't spoke to since my school days, saying, mate, I'm outside Asda's. I've just dropped my fucking bank card down the drain. Fuck's sake. Can you transfer, or can you drop some money off or transfer me some money? Um, I said, I'm at a petrol mm. garage and I can't pay. And, um, and, and <sighs> that was it. Yeah, that was just begging. I'd never steal. Yeah. Never steal. Um, could never steal. And then... I remember ringing up a friend of mine who we were good friends, but I could get a lot of drugs from him. Um, and I rang him up mm. and I was like, all right, mate, what are you up to? I knew if I meet him, I could get, get some stuff even yeah. without money. And uh, he said, oh, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm out of town. I'm, I'm up Colchester at the moment. I said, yeah, no worries, brother. Literally, as I put the phone call, he drove past me. And I was like, fuck, even my mates that do the same things as me. They don't want nothing to do with me. Yeah, that's and really I just hard. I sat there in a lay-by with no money, gagging for a fag, no money for fags. I would be putting five pounds in a fucking 50 grand car. You know, lucky enough, near the end, my, my dad helped me out with a car because um, I had a son. So if I ever had to take him anywhere, and I was like, what the fuck? What, you, you know, what's my life getting to? I'm begging for money yeah. of strangers. I've just come from TV, Dan. Do you know what? Do you know what? Man, I'm sorry that you got to that point in your life, but do you know what? Uh, this is what I'm saying. This is why, uh, to define rock bottom, it's a little bit difficult because w what I'm hearing you say is you ran out of money for gear. Yeah. And that's how you're defining your rock bottom. Yeah. Now, see, for me, it's completely different because I never yeah. ran well, out of the money. the way I was going about, about trying to get money, right. begging people I don't know, yeah. being unprofessional with my business. So, so your addiction was taking over your fucking morals. and One your fucking, million percent. Yeah so, yeah, so that's how you're defining your rock bottom is when, you know, where the normal average everyday person would run out of money and they'd be like, right, do you know what? I just fucking best give it a rest for a bit. And you're like, no, I have to do something to get it. Mm, yeah. um, and uh, so, yeah. Sorry, I, yeah, let me cut in. I was ringing up people. Yeah. Saying, does anyone owe you any money? Like, I'll go get the money for you. Do you know what I mean? See if I can get a drink from it or something. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, I never got to do it, lucky enough, you know. But I'd Lucky like, enough. does anyone owe you money? I'll go fly through the door. I never probably would have. But this this monkey, you know, that's yeah. Virginia. I would have just done anything. Do anything. Does anyone need anything delivered or anything like that? Does mm. any, can I do anything for someone? Yeah, and it was just like, that ain't fucking Kirk, man. I remember I told the last time when I, when I realised it was an issue... When uh, I spoke about it on my first podcast with you, that I was going to the toilet, I think I was either buzzing or on a come down. I looked in the mirror. You thought you saw your nan I or something? I see my nan because when she died, I think she was like six stone or something, and all my eye sockets, like here, was all drawn in. I mean, nan looked at the end, and I thought I was tripping at first. I was like, "Oh fuck, nan! Oh fuck, Kirk! That's you!" And I had this stupid goatee that you were hiding behind. I think I was hiding behind it, you know. Oh, it's so dark, isn't it? It's so dark. Fuck, man. I felt, I honestly thought I'd pissing out blood and everything. Wow, yeah. So, 
all right, that your rock bottom is completely different to my rock bottom. And I think this is why this is great for the listeners or the viewers, because we'll have two different sort of aspects of life yeah, here. Yeah. Because because my rock bottom, I, I, like I, I always I always sort of say, and I get a little bit of flack for this online because people say, oh, you're not a real addict. You know, you're not a, you know, because you, you, I say that I wasn't alcohol or drug dependent. I, I didn't need it every, every day, but... Um, my binge I think it's like binge addiction but when I was binging at the weekends I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't go a weekend without getting crazy and then that fallout was was causing so much havoc in my life and my rock bottom was um, I mean I've had a couple of really sort of dark moments one of them was I don't know if I've ever told this story but one of them was I'd gone to a meeting uh, in London and I'd ended up staying over in at the meeting and getting on it all night and sniffing and everything and my car was parked outside and I was snapchatting my car before it was my C63 I was like revving it and everything and people had obviously seen where I was and they'd um, come and uh, egged and flowered my car I didn't hear this carry on I love it yeah we put this in the film didn't we we've actually put this in the film script um and uh, they egged and flowered my car but and i was sniffing gear and fucking drinking and uh the the the, 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 you know i had to go home it was like nine o'clock in the morning and i was like fuck come out come out it was uh on a boat all light light yeah and i come out and uh i'm I'm ashamed to say but i was probably still high and drunk or whatever but Mm. i come out and i was like i've got to get home uh and then i looked at my car and it looked like it had been covered in cocaine (laughs) and it was fucking (laughs) horrific and i mean this central london so I had to get in the car. I mean, I mean, I, anyone in their right mind would have just fucking left the car. Yeah. I mean, I tried to clean it first, but I mean, they had egged every fucking panel of the car and then poured flour on. So it was covered in flour, but the flour was stuck, it was like congealed yeah. all over the fucking motor, the roof, everything. Honestly, it was cut. It looked like a pot. I, didn't, I thought I was fucking... Tripping. Yeah, I thought yeah. I was looking at a massive pile of cocaine. <laughs> I was like, fucking what was going did on? Did you taste... I was happy first. Of all. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I swear I did. I licked it and I went like that and I rubbed it in my gut. I was like, that's flour. Uh, I was like, fuck. For a minute, but um, but yeah, and I drove it home, and I drove it through Central London, and I can remember being behind the wheel and fucking You're, shaking. You must be quite recognisable at this point in your yeah. career as well. So. Yeah, I was recognisable. Plus, I was driving the fucking what looked like a bag of coke. Yeah, and 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 the flower was coming off the back of it, like, a, and it was leaving a massive like cloud. It reminds me of the, film, the other guys. You yeah, know, when he drives through, the it was exactly state. like that. Yeah, was you say, John? So you're in your own private cloud of cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is this is how I know. This is uh, even though it's quite funny to say but I was going through a panic attack in the car thought I was going to get pulled over by police I stopped off a couple of times to try and do drive through things and every time they said no you're not coming in here with that I had a new wave of panic and then when I finally got home and like I got it into a car wash near my house and they washed it they said what the fuck and I was like yeah and they washed it for me and then I was like had this uh, like air of relief when it was cleaned and I was driving it back and I was like one of my mates had texted me he's like what are you doing tonight do you want to get on it and I was like straight back in the game yeah you know what sticks <laughs> in my mind there though Dan um, yeah it just shows how normalising at this point the drug and drink was fine yeah, that yeah. wasn't your problem no no your problem wasn't driving and there's no disrespect to you I would have been wasn't it wasn't that you're driving? Oh, I've been on it all last night. No, it was. It's, oh, fucking people are gonna look at me. Car, I'm gonna look like right cunt. Yeah, yeah, you're and right. You know what I mean? But yeah. the drinking, not mm. drinking and driving, but drinking and driving after yeah. a session was normal for us. Once yeah, get home. But but yeah, but um, no, you're right. Um, but but my real rock bottom, and I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this. And I think this is what you should, because ideally, I think we should, what we should say is what people should be looking out for. Yeah. Um, yeah. and my rock bottom is. 
um, you know, when I started lying about that I'd been on it. Yes. So, um, you know, the missus, you know, I'd, I'd wake up or, or I hadn't slept and in the morning I'd be really snappy and aggy. You know, she'd be like, where were you last night? Is that all night? And I'd be like, oh, I can't do my own fucking thing. Yeah. And I was like this, I was like this weird, like, uh, and also if you're making excuses, this is a big one. If you're, if you're using your arguments um, as a fuck you, I'm going to the pub. Mm. As a fuck you, I'm getting off my nut. Then fuck you. If like you are at rock bottom, I think. Uh, and for me, it was lying to my missus. And my rock bottom was in Marbella. It was um, when I went to. Uh, what had happened is I'd gone out the night before we were flying to Marbella to do my film premiere for the last heist. Yeah. So we had a film premiere in Marbella, and the night before the film premiere, I went out on a heavy session. And uh, like I was drinking and, and and getting on it and that and uh, my missus, I mean me and me and my missus were not in a good place anyway because I was mm. doing this during the week, yeah, once a week maybe, and then at the weekend. So I was I was either like on a come down or angry, or, or I was out, out. yeah. And um, we had a massive row in the morning, um, and you know I was I was quite horrible. I was just like, you know. You know, because we just got married as well. I was mm. like, you know, s saying stuff that I shouldn't have said. Yeah, really, yeah. you know, it wasn't you though saying no, it. Though, nah, right? well, I, you know, I have got to take some accountability yeah. for the things that I said because, you know, and it's hard to look back on it. But I was fucked. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I was, I was, maybe doing more than I than I let on here in the podcast uh, and uh, drinking more and and uh, anyway, it was all her fault. Yeah. you know what I mean. What was yeah. going on? And essentially, she kicked me out, so I left and. Um, went back to the pub and da, da 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 and I said stuff you know that I shouldn't have said and somehow out of somewhere she let me back and uh, I come back in and said like you know we had a chat and I was like right I've got a problem here yeah you know, because I'd been gone sober before right yeah and I said so I got a pro I've got a problem here and you know sat in the kitchen with her and I and I still couldn't stop the drinking so I just said like she said, can you just stop now? You know, yeah. you're going to Marbella tomorrow. She was flying with, it was like a beautiful moment in my career. She was coming with me to come yeah. and watch the film for the first time. We had hundreds of people huge, out there. Huge, huge lifetime changing experience. Yeah, massive uh, thing. And I still sat in front of her and went, right, okay, I promise you I'll never do gear again. I'm never doing gear again, but I've got to have a drink because we're going to Marbella. Mm. And um, trying to justify yeah, it. Yeah, and reluctantly she was like, all right, but look what it's doing to you. Look what it's doing to us. And I was like, babe, come on, man. I'm not going to enjoy it unless we go there. So even after all of that had happened, I'd been thrown out. You know, I was on the verge of losing my fucking family. As soon as we landed in Marbella, I got, got smashed and got on it, got on mm -hmm. the gear. Um, and um, like, was lying to her when I was, when I was in front of everyone. I was a wreck. I was a yeah. mess. Yeah. And then when she called me out, we had a fucking argument. And I was like, oh, I was like that. And I carried on enjoying myself in Marbella. And she flew home. And, mate... That that was my rock bottom was yeah, come no. my rock bottom was coming home and not being able to go home and it was over and it, and then I was like what the fuck have I just done over this last like fucking three days what the fuck have I done I was like whoa 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 wait 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 and she's yeah. like no there's no waiting mate she's like look at what's happened in the last fucking three days but that three days to you would have been it was like that, that it was just done. it was just one, it, just I, one. what I didn't realise is that that one anyway and then the next thing oh because my my, gra my grandma and granddad uh, sadly passed away um during lockdowns and stuff like that and their house was empty and this is weird for me as well and quite shameful to admit but i never really had time to comprehend that both my grandma and granddad were dead yeah. because i was always yeah. off me nut like yeah. and um 
And I'd, I, I was starting to go to hotels, you know, when I was kicked out and it was just costing money. And I thought, no, do you know what? This looks like this is going to be like a long thing. Yeah. Like, um, it's over between me and the missus. I went and stayed in my grandma's house. Um, mm. uh, I said to my uncle, can I have the keys? And there was keys on the side to get in. But then I, when I got there, there was no furniture. They were selling the house. It was empty. I had a blow-up bed and, and this was my rock bottom. Uh, I was lying on a blow-up bed. Um, I couldn't go home. The only thing that they had on there was a cross on the on the fucking sea on on the wall for Jesus Christ because they were religious and no no TV nothing. I was just lying there like that for days, like That's, yeah. And I, I but I'd gone but I'd dis, I'd said to myself I'm not drinking or nothing. That was when I'd made my decision. So I couldn't drink. I couldn't go to the pub. I couldn't go and see my friends. I couldn't do no gear. And I I I, I was crying and stuff. And I was like, what have I done? Um, and then after that, I went away somewhere to. To, yeah, good on to you, sort myself I can imagine out. that. I can just picture. Yeah. I'd love to, to uh, put that in a film sense. I can just imagine it's a quite an old-looking house, cold yeah. architect was, yeah. walls, yeah. Uh, old eighties red carpet. It was red carpet. Rails. I can. It was red I can, carpet. I can yeah, it was. Picture uh, you in this fucking yeah. room, like yeah, a very old nan and granddad's house, but with no furniture, yeah. with like dust marks around where pictures yeah. and stuff. Mate, it was, that's exactly right. And, and then if that that's got you know, yeah. And I grieved as well, and I I, I apologized to my grand and granddad for for forgetting that they had died. That was weird, you, I f you know. But, you know, so, but that was my rock bottom. And uh, like, as you say, everyone's rock bottom's different, but, you know, it's so painful. And, you know, I try not to talk about it too much because Shelley's involved in it. But mm. also, like, I'm glad that, that, um, that, you know, she finally had enough of me. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and no, I'm, gl I'm glad I hit that rock bottom. Yeah. And I use it now every time I get that silly voice in my head that's like, yeah. well, man, you haven't even got a problem because you didn't drink every day. You yeah. didn't even have a problem. That, that's, no, it's not that, man. Yeah. It's a problem if it's affecting your life. Yeah. I just got a funny story about when you said about the car in London. <laughs> so I was on I was on the only way this is at the time. And I used to go to this hotel in London for a night or two to get completely off my face. They'd park my car for you and stuff like that. And then uh, I think I'd been on it for a day or two. And it was about 7, 8 in the morning. I was like, I've got to get back to Essex. I ain't slept. I don't know how long I haven't slept for. So I've rung downstairs, oh, I'm checking out, can you get the car ready? So there's always paps and that down there. So I've put my sunglasses on, I think I've put a hat on. Do you know, like, oh, I haven't seen daylight in a couple of days. I've come down, my car's out there, I had a white Range Rover Sport, you know, it's mm. summertime. I was like, oh, fuck, I've got to do this drive home. I've got to do this, get in my car straight away. People are bibbing and waving to me. I'm like, oh, fuck's sake, everyone's right. Hey, Kirk, this is what I'm thinking, right? So everyone's recognising me. I'm out my nut. I've got to have my windows open because I'm sweating. I'm smoking fag after fag after fag. I mean, I got from Regent Street all the way down to um, Tower of Bridge, right? And yeah. in the morning, that's that takes a long time to do that. Everyone's bibbing and waving and that. I'm like, fuck, man. This is like quite quite big time here. Everyone knows me. Pulled up at the traffic lights at Tower of Bridge and the black cabbie's like, he's leaning over, he's banging on my window. Um I was like, no, not, not acknowledging it. I'm out my fucking nuts still. <laughs> and he's banged. And I've just opened Hey, doing, mate? You're right. I thought he was going to ask for a picture. He went, mate, you got a flat tyre. <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone, not one person knew who I was. And they shouldn't have. I was just a fucking idiot, right? Everyone is <laughs> trying to say, mate, you're driving. Oh, mate, there was no, there was no air in it at all. I can't even oh. hear it because I'm, you know, I'm just out my nut. And he's, <sighs> mate. So now I've got to the fucking, I've got. Oh, right. I pulled off. As you come out of the Tower of London, as if you're coming out of London, the petrol garage on the left, I had a can of gel in there. So I'm still in a shirt that I've wore for two days. Oh. All greasy, white bits around me bloody nose. 
I've got this can of gel and I've not even read it. I've put it in the valve. I've pressed it. It's exploded over me, right? All this fucking gel's gone over me. I was like, right, I think they're run flats. All right, I'm going to drive home. I've got to Billingsgate Fish Market. I was like, I ain't going to make it home. I'll be if they pull me up. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm bad because I'm not sure if I'm still on it or if fucking I'm tired. So I got to Billingsgate, the McDonald's that used to be there. I'm having a look underneath. I can see the spare tire. It's like, right, I'm going to change the tire. I am on my back trying to get this tire. I do not know. I've got all these manuals. My mm, eye. You know when your yeah. eyes are shaky and blurry? I can't read nothing. I'm trying to watch YouTube. I'm shaking. I'm sweating. You know when you can't even This swipe. is horrific, man. Like when you and and we used to do this shit for fun. And then literally, I... Um, Someone helped you. I'm sitting in my boat. Yes, I'm sitting in my boat. And some guys, you all right, mate? You've been there a while. I said, mate, I do not know how to get this spare tire down. He said, I'll lift up the top of the boot. You unwind it at the top. And I mean, I'm under my car for about an hour. I think, how do I get this down? Oh, mate. I, uh, and, I, I'll, and I probably would have got on it that week again uh, after yeah. that, you know. And it's not even what I've done to myself. If I was under some influence, what could I have done to someone else? Mate, yeah. But that it, never got into myself. No, fucking yeah. Head. No. Because when you're in rock, rock bottom, it is me, me, yeah. me, me, me. And I just thought it's all the user being horrible to me. Yeah. It wasn't. I distanced my so self from the person that people knew was Kirk. Yeah. I didn't know who I was, so I couldn't get back to that person. Mm. And the people that love me, yeah. this person, sorry, this person wasn't Kirk. Yeah. Like now, now, now when I talk to you now, when we text each other or ring each other and we're on the phone, like during the week, we talk about different things. Mm. It's completely different to when I used to speak to you back in the day because I used to speak to you and then one of us would get the hump about something and we wouldn't speak for yeah. fucking months and then we'd yeah. speak again. And that was the drugs blowing everything up. But yeah. I, f I, f I think I think out there right now, I think um, your rock bot, I think, listen, like it's very dangerous for, for us to presume that, that rock bottom is like a, a, a moment. It's like a moment. Like mm. for me, I, I, I put it on Marbella and everything that happened to me because that was the moment that I really, yeah. really yeah. knew that I had a problem and I wanted to make change. But my rock bottom was probably, was, 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 was probably just the, one of the times where I went, well, I know I'm meant to be doing that with the kids tomorrow, but I'm going to get off my nut anyway. Yeah, rock bottom that, could have that, started well below. Yeah, losing your first, maybe you've got a TV yeah. job coming up or yeah. something. Like but, rock but bottom could be or, just or, getting sacked from work or, or, or disciplinary. Or even, or even, and I've spoken about this before, you know, I considered suicide after my father died. I was on my own mm. doing gear mm. and I was, and I rang the Samaritans. Yeah, I remember you saying. That's yeah. fuck, that was fucking 2000 and. 2018. Yeah. So that's 1920. How many years? I don't know. I'm not so a mathematician. That would be rock bottom for someone. Fucking hell. But so, so, if I, so, so I had, I had, I had numerous fucking rock bottoms, yeah. pulled myself out of them. So it's. How I would sum up rock bottom. And everyone's different. Everyone's finances are different. Yeah. Every, everyone's material things are all different. If drink or drugs are changing your life. Bang, there you that's go. That's rock bottom. That's your rock you know? bottom. And this is what I've got to reply to a message. I think this comes in. Someone messaged me the other day. I don't want to say their name. Um, just just a, a, yeah. a person that's just messaged me that I don't know. Uh, and hard, they asked me, Kirk, how do you know when enough's enough? Yeah. Straight away, I thought, the minute you have to ask that question, enough is that enough. is enough. Enough is enough. The minute you have to even think... Is yeah. When is enough enough? That is it. You wouldn't think that if you're having one pint a week, would you? No. No, 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 if no. You have no, to no, ask no. that question. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. your answer. Well yeah. done. You've you've yeah. the, the 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 let's say the the clever person in yeah. your body. That's you yeah. trying to get 
like ask real questions, you know. So, but I had I had this weird tweet as well where someone someone said someone said because I'd, t- I'd done a tweet about being nine months sober and someone had tweeted me back and said to me, um, "Oh, do you think uh, do you think you'd be all right like on non-alcoholic non-alcoholic beer and just a bit of gear?" <laughs> right? <laughs> if drink is your problem, would you be all right on non-alcoholic? And, and I had to reply to him and go. And, and and even saying this now, even saying this now shows me how much of a different person I am because nine months ago, I never would have thought this. I said to him, I tweeted him and I said, who in their right mind wants to do fucking cocaine, mate? Why would I yeah. want to do cocaine? Yeah. Yeah. Who in their right mind wants to do it? Mm. Whereas if you had taken me back just nine months ago and gone, should we get on it? I would have gone fucking, it was like the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's so weird. It wasn't even nice. I, I, I it was <laughs> It it's like sniffing nice. anxiety, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It, there was just for me. There was no nice things, which means what the fuck was this doing to yeah. my body? What but I know what it is. Crave it. I know what it is. I, I, I've I've worked out what it is. I've worked out what it is. This whole sobriety drugs thing for me, anyway. I've worked out what it is. It's like when your life is so unmanageable because of the drink and drugs. The drink yeah. and drugs are the only thing you can do to escape it, right? It's the only thing I could get right. The only thing you could. The only thing that you knew that would take you away from the feeling of wanting drink and drugs yeah. was drink and drugs, yeah. right? Like now, I and this is what I think to, I want to pass on to anyone out there that's considering going sober, right? The way that it works for me is, is like it's the first bit of sobriety is hell. Yeah. Yeah, every bone in your body will be like, no, this ain't right. You've got, to, you've got to change your friends. You've got to change your lifestyle. You've got to change what you consume. You've got to start doing a load of shit you don't want to do. You know, one day I'll write a fucking book on the stages because yeah. I had to like start doing stuff I didn't want to do to take my mind off it. And then when I started getting better at them, it made me feel good. You have to go through all of this fucking shit. And then somewhere around seven months, I think, you mm. start going, ah, oh, this is all right. And if you can get to like where I'm at now, where I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. It's so yeah. much better yeah. that you're like, wow, I've got such a good life now that I want to preserve. I want to preserve this. I don't need to escape it. Yeah, well, you but don't want to. Because you don't want to. Yeah, because you love it. your life. You, you don't want to save them moments. Yeah. Rather than hide yeah, I'm like I'm like I want to slow the days down. Yeah. I want to enjoy the day. Where whereas when you're yeah. using, you want to fucking get this week out of the way so I can get fucked. That makes sense because when I was on TV, even though I was using a lot, I could go through a long period of time because I was enjoying the TV or, or, yeah. or what the, the good things that come with it. But then when I left TV and then went to um, uh, just a, a normal like labouring yeah. job or something like that. Hated it. I was working from, as I said, from four thirty in the morning. Yeah. Not getting home for seven thirty for eighty pound a day. I was getting thousands and thousands on TV, yeah. and I was so. I'm good, old man. I was really embarrassed. I went from literally being quite a uh, recognisable person of on course. TV to working yeah. next to the A12 in a high vis, getting down fucking drains that haven't been yeah. down there since the yeah. phone was invented. Yeah. In cobwebs, shit. Yeah, you know, and, I, and but 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 listen, that's just our egos. Because look, yeah. bef- before before I done stand up comedy or before you was on TV, you'd look at a job like that and eighty quid is like the fucking this right. is the bollocks. Yeah, right. I'd love it. I'm not even lying. It's I'd just that. Go get that. Now. Yeah, and that's just that's just and there's there's a lot to be said to fucking grafting for your money, but it's the ego that's inflated. But um, you know, I just I, I think when I look at when I look at addiction now, when I look at drink and drugs. I see the drink and drugs as the solution to mm. not enjoying your life. Yeah. The I drink and drugs is the the drink and drugs is your solution to not enjoying your life. So if you want to become sober, you have to tackle the problem which is not enjoying your life. And the only way you can tackle your problem by not enjoying your life is by going sober for long enough to change your life for the better that you don't want to escape it. Yeah. That's it, man. Well done. Well done. And the big, biggest thing in my recovery is uh, CA Cocaine Anonymous is step one. 
Step one saves my life all the time. And I have to repeat this to myself all the time. Step one, know that you are powerless. Yeah. Right? Once you can admit that you are a powerless to once you put a drink or a drug in your body, and mm. you once you know, oh, if I have a beer or a light, it's mm. game over. Yeah. You are powerless. As long as you can get step one in your head. Yeah. You know, because I always used to kid myself and say, yeah. No, nah, listen. That's the addiction. I'm just going to do a ticket today. Rather than buy three for 100, you know what I mean? I'm just going to get one. Oh, no, I fucking subconsciously knew yeah. that I weren't. But, but how crazy is that, that, that even you just saying, I'm just going to do one gram a day, you thought was all right. I wanted to uh, I wanted to just get your, I just wanted to get your feedback. You seemed quite engrossed in, in that little section there we were talking about, about rock bottoms. What, what's your thoughts? Uh, first of all, just like, as a, like a listener, obviously I'm producing, but both those stories are just captivating because you can just hear how sort of captured you were by the drugs and the process and everything and how it just kind of completely takes over. It is, it honestly, it's like, it's wi it's weirdly exciting in a way. Yeah. Um, just to hit the chaos of it all. Intrigued. Yeah. 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 Like, and it sounds horrendous, but also just like, that is the kind of the crazy mm. chaos. Almost like rock and roll, like. Yeah. Yeah, not to like glamorize it because it sounds horrendous, but like. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to be said about the depth of the human experience that you guys have been to there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm so at the moment. I'm so in tune with um, my mind and how my mind works. And like for the first time, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing meetings now. I don't know if I told you that. No. Yeah, I'm doing meetings. What like um, AA? Yeah. Well done, man. And 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 I'll tell you why. Just because I I've had a couple of wobbles and not wobbles as in like wanting to drink, but wobbles as in like fucking losing my head. Like I was at a barbecue with some of my pals and mm. and I, I just fucking all of a sudden just felt like the elephant in the room. And then you I was like, on you, man. yeah, and I, and I and like sort of like questioning the sobriety and stuff like that. So anyway, it's just, it's it's made me it's made me feel good. But the big thing out of it that I'm getting out of it at, at the moment is learning about the tricks that our mind play because yeah. they everyone in the media um they they talk about different things but one one big thing is like that voice in your mind that's trying to trick you and and looking looking at these rock bottoms i'm looking back going like we just said because we just nipped out quickly for a uh <laughs> tinkle uh, yeah. that's a wee by the way not <laughs> yeah, a line no. <laughs> <laughs> uh but but we both said isn't it weird that we just tried to define our rock bottoms and every time years after the actual yeah, rock bottoms. Uh, yeah they we uh, we're looking at rock bottoms and then we're going no actually there was this no actually there was this and when i look all the way back that it could be safe to say that your rock bottom is the first time you sniff a line of coke yeah. or you yeah. take a or you or maybe maybe that's a bit extreme but um that, that that's wrong actually you shouldn't say that because there's a lot of people out there that could still maybe enjoy their drug use and, and alcohol consumption but maybe like you said when you feel like you have an overwhelming compulsion to to continue to drink even though it's affecting your life in a negative way yeah that's your rock bottom yeah that's it, man. That's it. Right, let's change it up yeah, a bit. So I just want to say one thing that I used to do when I was in active addiction as well. So cool. I, if ever I was in traffic, so I'd always make out I was at home late from work because I'd be in a car park just plotted up in my work van, mm. just getting on it for hours. I used to then, if ever I was in a traffic jam when I was sober, or whenever I was in a traffic jam, always sober, um, I would take a picture of me dash and the traffic in front of me, and I would save loads of pictures um, of traffic on my phone. So if my partner at the time was like, where the fuck are you? I'm in a car park getting out my nut, but I'd just send a picture from weeks or months ago. I'm stuck in traffic on the motorway. So but I'd research, quickly go on my phone. I'd go on Google Maps, see where traffic is. So then I can say, oh, I'm on this road. Oh, my so, God. You know what I mean? Like the, the manipulation. 
when mm. I, when that's I the addiction. The yeah. addiction is fucking powerful, isn't fucking it? Fucking mad. It's clever. Like, it's making yeah. you like, plan ahead. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I was clever with my drive. I wish I was it's that clever with most things, though. Yeah. So, and this is why I love talking to you because it's like our lives are so different. Whereas, but still, like, for instance, I would I would have my, I'd lay out my week and I'd be like right by Wednesday I'm going to be wanting a little yeah. sesh or something so I'd make sure that I had meetings in town yeah um, but you know what Dan after your rock bottom is different to mine mm. and and mine is different to other people that are listening the key factors in them it was messing up our life yeah so it doesn't matter what is happening during your rock bottom yeah if it's messing up your even if you live at home on your own if you're missing days off work. If you're not turning up to family events, that is a rock bottom. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so our stories are the same because it yeah. was affecting our life. Mentally, well, yeah. we only even spoke about the physical stuff. Yeah, I used to lay in bed. I probably couldn't. It was my head. I swear I could feel my organs. Right, mm. was, oh, and my kidneys. Just I could feel them pulsating. Mm. You know, I was oh, pains in my stomach where I probably hadn't eaten four days, three days. You know what I mean? Mm. And the fucking hangovers, mate, and come downs. Just fucked. Yeah. Like, what 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 was this doing to our body physically? I, I actually strongly believe, and people don't have to believe with me, but there is a reason why I'm still here because what I was doing to my body, I shouldn't be a fucking live. End of. End well, of. Well, it might be this. This might be the this reason. This is it to help people. Do you know what I mean? This is. <laughs> I've, I've left the voice thing. No, look, <laughs> it's right oh. in everything we've said. Oh shit! Um, did you want to? Uh, oh wait, I tell you what, because we are, we've spoke for so long, we have we've came through it. What do you want to do? Do you want to get to the? Um, let's let's John. Let me, what do you want to yeah, do? Well, um, well, I thought I think two things. One, uh, cut. Do you want to go through your? I've just got one yeah. um, sort on, of uh, story about someone messaged. Did they message on the group or something to What's say that? it's like sex the same? Um, it was like, a comment, I think a YouTube comment, uh, or my, it might have been an Instagram comment, where they said, could you two touch on the... F was it that fucking... There was a 70-year-old woman as well on the YouTube. Sorry, just just there was a 70-year-old woman on the YouTube channel that said, Kirk, da-da-da-da, I, I really relate to you. And no disrespect if you're watching this. And then she wrote about um, sex as well, like, at 70. So I just yeah. want to say, like... Boom, like, yeah, on? get it. Like, I love that. But there was the, the one you were talking about is how does it affect your sexual relationship with your partners yeah. or sex going sober? Um, so I was with a girl. Um, I was using drugs a lot, but not, it wasn't, I wasn't like every day. Uh, mm. I met this girl in America. We both got on drugs that night. The sex was pretty extreme. Then we become uh, an item and the normal sober sex was amazing. Like, it was yeah. just great sex. Both people really connected. It was amazing. But then we used to start getting on it every Friday night. And we would get on it for two days. And we would stay in the bedroom, literally drinking tequila, sniffing coke, and just... Doing sexual stuff. For two days, mate. Like, And it, and it was... During the sex was amazing. It was so outrageous and filthy. Like, it was good. After I had the sex, John, man, you're you're really enjoying this. I'm starting to swell up over here. <laughs> swell I mean, up, I mean, swell, yeah. fucking. I up. mean, after I had sex, like it would be not continuous for two days, but we'd be watching porn, we'd be having yeah. sex, she'd be using toys, right, right, on herself, not on me, okay. Um, and then um, <laughs> sounded a bit suspect to me. <laughs> but then um, after we'd had sex, the room would be a fucking shithole. Tequila bottles, like, empty all over the room. All over the room. One or two bottles. Yeah. Uh, the fucking mattress, like, slipped yeah. off the bed. 
fucking baby oil everywhere, mate. And it was like, <laughs> I would not sleep in that room. Yeah. Like, after I'd had sex, I'm like, babe, I'm going to go sleep on a sofa. I was disgusted with myself. But then we started doing this every weekend. We get mm. on it Friday, sex yeah. for however long, okay? And then the sex, the sober sex that used to be really good. Became shit. I'm so shit. And then we were just having sex, not much emotion, not much in it, you know? Yeah. And then we'd be like, oh, should we get on it tonight so we can be a little bit kinky? Yeah. And then that become, we wanted, then we were craving that mentality with that sex. And it fucked the relationship, yeah. really, because... But it became it became part of the addiction. Yeah, that was it, you know? It was that next level. I don't think the coke was doing it, but... But the, the, thing, the thing is, though, what, what the problem that you got if you got, if you end up in a relationship like that is if one of you goes, oh, I kind of don't want to do the gear no more... Uh, then the sex is shit. Yeah, and that the was it. And it, shit. the normal sex that used to be good mm. was terrible. And I don't think there was no getting back that yeah. because it was just so extreme. Extreme. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't advise someone that has a drink or drug problem having. Look, look. If you can and and everything's fine, do it. But I mean, if you can relate to me in any way, yeah, you will start to crave that sex relationship and your normal lovely partner wife it will become boring and mundane yeah and i think what that woman was referring to was that she was a little bit worried that her sex life will get shit going sober and and it probably will um, yeah if you're used to that yeah it probably will in the short term but like everything in your life through sobriety everything is hard and shit at first and then you've got to work on it being better yeah um you know, you got fucking you sober. You's different to drunk or high. You you got to find you. That's you got it. To, yeah, it you takes got a while. Takes a while. You have to start dealing with dealing uh, and feeling. Do you emotion. find? Do you find? Um, just because I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna stick with you on this topic, just because out of respect for the wife. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna stick on you with this topic, and I don't. Um, yeah. Anyway, but um, do you find? Uh, and this is just like sort of a man's question in regards to the period, the the, the length of time. Uh, that you'd actually spend doing the act. Yes. Um, would you find that now that you're sober, that that amount of time is shortened because of the fucking no, like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! It's surprised how many positions you can get in like in a good minute. <laughs> <laughs> now, it all depends on the person. My imagination is so creative, yeah. right? If I know that I've got a girl or a partner coming round, and 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 we both know that it's on the cards, I've had sex with her three times before she's come. So I'm like. Just to let you know, we're going to have to go again after because the first time's going to be very oh, quick. Oh, one of them ones. Yeah, but I'd admit it, I'd own it up. Now, so it depends. I, it really depends. And I listen, lads, you know, from from what Kirk's saying there, this is something that you're going to have to take into consideration on your on your journey of sobriety. You're going to have to start learning how to have sex all over again, mate. It's not with how long you've got. It's what you do in yeah. the times. And here's day. a couple of techniques that you can take back that if you are sober now and you're finding that you're suffering with premature ejaculation, this isn't from my perspective. <laughs> this is from Kirk's perspective. <laughs> Try the ABC. Do it through your head. A, B, C, D, I do e, my two times table. I used to do the ABC, but I'm dyslexic. So yeah, I go well, A, B, C, and Well, I, I've, I've got dyspraxia, so um, numbers I'm really hard with, okay? So I literally would do my two times table. Two, four, six. You didn't yeah. do it out loud, did you? Sometimes. So it depends how fast I'm Or imagine that you're sleeping with someone you wouldn't normally, like your grandma, works a treat. Unless you are sleeping with your grandma, then yeah. you'll spunk quicker. <laughs> anyway, John. All right, shall we uh, move on to a couple of listener Nicole in? Yeah. Yes, please. Yes. John, wait, first of all, yeah. um, is there anything you want to contribute to that last subject? About fucking one's grammar? Yeah. Or the sex and the porn and the, the sex well, John, sessions in general. Well, John's just the producer here. He's not He's not coming well, from I've, an I've, addiction background, so... I think he's got a kinky, sexy right. side to him. I think... Yeah. 
we've we've all been to Torture Garden once or twice. Oh, okay, he's oh. one of them guys. Yeah, he's one of them guys. Tie him up and slap him on the bot bot. Um. <laughs> okay, let's go. He's changing right, just the a subject. Quick one, just for the people that have been the, the people that have been <laughs> calling in and doing voice notes. Thank you. All right, it, it gives depth to the it, podcast. And and it, it, what these people have been saying, Dan. Yeah, we couldn't say that when we were going through trouble. So yeah. literally, it takes a lot to do that, and and they're coming from a profile with their pictures, their family. Yeah. So honestly, anyone that's inquiring about their self or their friends, like so much respect. Yeah, me too. Okay, John, far away. All right. So, so this is a message from a chap called Jamie. Let me just get it. Yo. Oh, here we go. Right. You guys hear that? Okay. Hi guys, first thanks for everything you're doing for this community. I think the content you're putting out is really helpful and really thought-provoking. Lovely. So my 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 main query is whether you think there's a, a real huge link um, between ADHD and addiction and whether more hmm. needed to be done for that. Um, I'm kind of recently exploring a diagnosis myself and, you know, unless you've got the the resources to to go private um it, it's really difficult to to get one um especially in wales where the waiting lists are uh, you know huge um also uh, kind of on the same subject i was wondering what your thoughts were on you know, with there being an obvious link if um Yep, go on. Link. Yeah, go uh, I can, I can imagine, Jamie, thank you very much. I can imagine he was going to say, would there be an obvious link with the coke or drug taking it and uh, ADHD? Would you probably advise to it or not? Um, you're probably the same as me. I done coke yeah. to, I've got ADHD, got diagnosed when I was 10, was on Ritalin for seven years. I come off of Ritalin because it wasn't helping me. Mm. It was just, while I was on Ritalin, it was just buckling me up. But I'm not saying with just drug taking, but I believe anyone with ADHD they do get addicted to you with your comedy, mm. with your films. Obviously, that's yeah. you and your creative mind, but your yeah. ADHD, once, and John was saying as well, once you get into that project, your ADHD takes over. Yeah. Your mind, Dan, is a million miles an hour, so is mine. I wake up halfway through a fault yeah. that I'd probably had before I yeah. went to bed or asleep. Yep. And Coke to me just stopped that. Their yep. voices in my head. Not like I'm, I'm, I, I suffer from schizophrenia or anything like that, but it was all me talking. Yeah. And it was, it was like, um, rah, 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 rah. yeah. And then I think I self-medicated with that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Dan, and, and what do you feel with the connection? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I believe that there's a massive connection between ADHD and addiction, purely like you just said, because uh, the the doctors and that, the, the Ritalin and stuff like that, it's like a, it's very similar to cocaine. What yeah. it does to you. Um, so there's a lot of, like you said, self-medication, but not just that. We hyper-focus. Uh, as ADHD is, we hyper-focus on things that we're interested in, which could even be drug yeah. drug taking. Or the uh, feeling that you get from the or drugs. Or the feeling that you get from drugs. Um, I'm, I'm very privileged that I went private to get my diagnosis. Um, and, um, you know, really interesting, uh, a lot of stuff I found out. One of the big things that I found out is that um, with ADHD, you have n natural low dopamine levels. Mm. So uh, does that mean you will be chasing uh, a lot of things that would raise your dopamine it means food or it means the effect or. of things that raise your dopamine levels are more intense for someone with adhd right. and that's to get you back to normal so you're based on yeah lower yeah so like yeah i've noticed this with me and even some of my friends like i'm like i've not been officially diagnosed but i've got enough other stuff and basically some of my friends are just content they can just sit there do yep. things like fall asleep on a coach yeah 
writhing in my seat, just like suffering. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I think just the baseline is lower. For yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that, that that's exa exactly right. Where your uh, baseline of of your dopamine is lower, uh, we get more intense highs from from like the drugs and stuff like that. But not just that. I think in general. The reason why the addiction is, um, I, I think the, the main reason for me why why the addiction is to feel something else apart from the ADHD. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I get taken the piss out of a lot when I talk about ADHD. Everyone's like, everyone's diagnosed with ADHD. Everyone's got it these days. But I know for a fact that what happens in my mind does not happen in normal people's minds, yeah. right? The noise in my mind is intense. Now... I use that to my benefit, obviously, the many different businesses and projects. And like you said, the comedy, the creation, the stuff that I'm interested in, I can fucking work really hard and hyper-focus on. But there's loads of stuff going on in my mind that I don't want. And when I used to take drugs, it did do the same thing. It would calm down the noise, yep. right? So if every time you're drinking, well, I say calm down the noise. Maybe a better way to look at it is instead of focusing on the noise in my mind, I was focusing on the feeling of being uh, under drink or the feeling of being under coke. Yeah. So being like, that's why I say the escapism for me, it was like feeling like wavy. Oh, I'm a bit drunk and I'm a bit drunk. That feeling that, uh, you know, I never used to understand what people said. I just want to feel something. Yeah. Like, not like feel something, like touch no, no, me. No, no, like no. feel something inside yeah. me because all I got is noise. So feeling the chemical stuff that's to do with alcohol and dr drugs was um was was so addictive to me because mm. it, it stopped me feeling the adhd 100 percent. yeah and i um I, I always wanted to do i wrote a synopsis years ago i'm not sure if i send it to you i think it was like 2013 about the gym film script no the other one adhd and me i wanted right. to uh real not sound quite vain adhd and me but i, I would love to because i know like you said a lot of people saying oh adhd you jump on that bandwagon right how comes that there's a lot more cases, uh, diagnosed cases of autism and, 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 and things like that on the spectrum? Why don't they say, oh, you're jumping on the aut autism thing? Yeah. Why is it because you can't see with anything? With yeah, ADHD? it's because they mock ADHD because they, they, they um, uh, ADHD is seen to be... Um, a lot of people just say naughty kids or whatever. Naughty kids or not being able to focus on something or I don't want to get out of bed because I've got ADHD. A lot of people yeah. don't focus on on um, uh, the, the the mental health aspect yeah. to it. Well, I wanted to do a documentary and I wanted to start off have, uh, with a, a, a neuroscience, uh, a neurotologist yep. having a scan of my brain or someone else with ADHD with someone who yep. honestly doesn't have ADHD. And I want to find out, is it something to do with conceiving? Yeah. Is it something to do with childbirth? Because when I was born, I was starved of oxygen. My umbilical cord was right around my throat, um, and I was starved of oxygen for a long time. And they said that could have caused ongoing problems and mm. stuff like that. Um, and I wanted to know. I used to have a. I remember a, a program about a kid. I don't know if you ever remember watching it in the early nineties. It was a kid. He was about eight years old with ADHD, and he was bad, really bad. And I had hearing problems as a child. I had to have grommets mm. in my ears. I, I was uh, partially deaf as a child, and I noticed with a couple of other early, early cases of ADHD. Um, they had hearing problems mm. as well, you know, and I just wanted to know what was this? How can we get rid of this stigma by proving it to a way that you don't have to mm. just say it, you know? It, it's not a bandwagon. I know what you mean. On. Like, is there is there, a, is there some way that they can prove? Yeah, and know? see where it come from. Is mm. it a genetic thing? My, my mom, I think my mum's got it. She definitely had well, it. Well, it's so weird because they say it's a genetic thing, but also... You know, Gable Mate, the uh, the psychologist that does a lot of stuff on ADHD, said he it comes from childhood, childhood trauma. trauma, which is true because the earliest memories my mum and dad split up when I was four, but yeah, the mine earliest, when I was two, yeah. yeah, the earliest memories I can have of them 
was all arguing. Yeah, me too. You know, and they say, um, I think I heard what you heard, but I think I've heard you say it as well. So when your parents are arguing or if there's some kind of trauma, you make up this imaginary destination or another place yeah. to take you to. It's a defence. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and sure. yeah, and this is this is this is what comes back into addiction because when you're seeking to escape your reality when you're mm -hmm. a child, you can do that through playful things, through yeah. through playing in your mind and stuff like that. When you're an adult, you seek to escape your life and you come across something like alcohol or drugs. That does it, it instantly. Yeah, it does it instantly. Some people, they just like, they escape into that world and they just play in it all, you know, play in the PlayStation all day, every day because they don't want to yeah. experience yeah. it because it's painful and you need something to distract you. But there's, yeah. a, there's a lot more yeah. um, so research true. that does need to be done with um, addiction. I think I heard a stat ages ago, people with blue eyes are more likely to become a dick addicts than become a dick <laughs> what the fuck no <laughs> become addicts than, than any other things but i don't no, know, I don't you know read, about you that lead a load of stats. well look at us both addicts blue eyes <laughs> yeah yeah both but, blue eyes adhd but yeah there is a lot of research jamie yeah. thank you very much for that oh, and uh, to be honest it's um i don't think we or many people know enough information to comment. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to do? Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get an ADHD expert on this show for me and you to do an episode in. Let's have it. Yeah, let's have it. What's next? All right, cool. So we got um, we got uh, Dewey. Has a question for you guys. Here we go. Dewey. Yo. What on? Hi. Um, just a quick question. Is uh, when is a good time to enter sobriety? Um, at the moment, I got quite a few quite a few things on at the moment, uh, stags, parties, birthdays, and what have you. Um, thinking about sobriety, I'd like to enter it, but, you know, when, when do you, when, when's the best time to do it? Is it... It sounds off it's not now. Yeah. Do we? Um, I, I don't know. Dewey, brother, yeah, we love you, man. Dewey sounds like 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 me every time when someone has said you got to give it up, and I'm like, well, I've got this in 2027 mm. and stuff. Now, if you start to question it, Dan, yeah, if it's hard though, mate. Yeah, I understand he's got things coming, but this this is going to be yeah. the test. You got to throw yourself in the deep yeah. end. I wish take that step. I wish I could say the same as you, but you the the right thing to say is what Kirk is saying. Uh, I mean, I, you might, I might be wrong, Dewey, but you sounded like you was a little bit wavy then. Uh, but Kirk is right. If you know it's a problem, then you've got to do it. But Kirk, you're saying that, and I can't really say that because I got, I, I went sober and I came out of sobriety because I knew uh, my stag and my wedding, and and it's the biggest regret in my life. My, I ruined your, my wedding. It was your stag and it was your wedding. Yeah. It, no, yeah, but no, but this could save do his life if no, he doesn't no, go to I the know, stake I, now. I know, I know that, but what I'm saying is, I'm not in a position to give that to give that advice oh, right, because yeah. I done the wrong thing. Yeah. I done the wrong thing. But uh, what I will say, do is one of my biggest regrets in my life is 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 not being sober for my wedding. But then I had a great time being drunk and off me up for me stag. Yeah. But if I could turn back time, um, I would have I would have done it sooner. But honest honest truth, I think what Kirk is saying. Is, is, is right if you know you've got a problem mate I mean you never know when it's going to be your life. like you could die like, that's what I was about to say like you know it is you might you're wanting to be sober now and in his head now he wants to start sobriety so he's going to hit it hard at these parties because he because he knows that, his time's up that's it and, and that could be time up Wow, him, you know, so Kirk is so right. You're so right. When I when I came back into drinking, I kind of knew when I knew that it that was fucking. I was like, oh fucking hell, mate! I'm getting on it because this is over soon. Yeah. So and that could push you over the edge. So I think on a consensus here, 
I just go now. now and tell your friends, tell your friends, you know what, guys, I need to do me yeah. for, for six months to a year. Yeah. And you know what, Dewey, them friends, if they say, well done, Dewey, they're the friends you're going to want to stick with for the rest of your life. If they say, oh, you pussy, fuck off, right? Yeah. They're not your friends anyway. Yeah, and I'll tell you something right now. That is, that's that's great advice from Kirk. And I, Thank you, Kirk. And I'll tell you something right now. There's no event or, like, I don't even, I'm so selfish. Like, it's me, my wife, and my two kids. If there, there's no event that would take me out of my sobriety now. Well, so. if I was to say to you, Dan, look, I've got an event tonight in London. You want to come? But there's a chance that there might be a shooting now and a couple of people are going to get killed. You'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> why, why would I want to go to an event where there's a chance I'm going to get killed? I've got wife and kids and a job. Yeah. But you're going to do the, you're going to put the exact same odds by doing yeah. the substance. Yeah. Right. That, that you can't control. That you can't control. That's you know? fucking brilliant. Yeah. Oh. Well said. Wow. Yeah. Kirk, Thank you, mate. I'll tell you what, you surpri- every podcast you <laughs> surprise me, my guy. <laughs> All right. So we got one from Nick now. It's a bit of a roller coaster. So there's, there's a few different messages, but we'll, we'll get through them. Okay. Nick. I've been sober for eight months now. Well done. Um, I quit eight months ago because I was just fucking reckless, mate, on, on the session all the time. Um, bit like yourself, it was a Thursday to Sunday um thing dan so not so much like kirk but it was it was more like um mm. oh, i definitely won't do that monday tuesday wednesday fucking no chance thursday i'll have a beer and then before you know it it's sunday um yeah and then yeah started fucking up my relationship with my missus and and work life so yeah just canned it on the head but um yeah i guess the reason for the voice note is just to say thanks for your content because there's so much sober content there out online now which you know i'm 28 years old so as, as, a, as a young person I don't, I don't always relate to some people so um yeah it's just to say thanks for you know your podcast because it helps keep me on track because there is days where i think oh fuck this yeah mate i fucking still have them days mate yeah sorry i think fuck this i'm gonna have a, have a drink like all my mates are doing it why am i not doing it but um you know some of the videos you've posted where you've said you don't want to drink. You don't want to be social. You just want to go out and get fucked. Um, it's probably helped me and, and yeah, stopped me from, from being a fucking donut. So. And then there's one more message where he follows up a couple of days later. Oh, really? Certainly, um, boys. Um, just a quick question, really, for me. Um, my name is Nick. I'm 28 years old. I've been sober for eight months. But recently, I've just been struggling, mate, and getting like, overwhelming f- feelings that I just never had before because I used to just mm. numb them from the drink um, and drugs but I just wanted to know how, how you deal with that so I keep on a for example on a Friday night just feeling massively overwhelmed and like proper yeah. emotional and I just yeah I don't know how to deal with it it's weird uh, Nick well done on the sobriety thank you very much for opening up and Dan um, yeah I can really relate to Nick especially with the Friday night feelings and the overwhelming emotion Nick what you've got to start doing mate is you've got to start working on your mental strength because your mind is very weak at the moment because what happens uh, when we always used to give in to that urge of going for a drink and getting on the packet or whatever uh, and that that is like a throbbing sensation and where you're resisting it you're starting to feel weird starting to feel mm. anxious like you're supposed to be doing something that you're not it's like it's like you're the elephant in the room of your own life 
life, right? What you've got to start doing, and I said this before, uh, and some people took offense to it, is you've got to start beating that inner bitch that's inside your brain. And the only way that you can do that is by going out and working on your, on, on doing things, right? Training your mind to do things that you don't want to do. Cold water therapy is a brilliant one. Mm. Uh, everyone's talking about it, but you get in the cold, your mind's telling you not to, you overcome that bitch. Boxing is a great one for me because uh, I don't want to spy you overcome that bitch. Or it can be something really simple like uh, I don't know writing or just something that you don't want to do that you overcome your your thoughts about not wanting to do it and do it and then slowly when you start making improvements you'll feel the improvements of um not being so reluctant to go and get in that cold water, not being so reluctant to go boxing, not being so reluctant to go for that run or to write that stuff or to do that stuff. And when you start getting good at it, you'll realise that you've got mental strength. Then when it comes to those moments on a Friday night where you feel those emotions and everything coming in, you'll see it for what it is and you'll be like, I ain't a little bitch, fuck off. You've got work on your mental strength. Yeah, well done, Dan. That's the Thank great you. advice. And yeah, Nick, on a Friday night, as well as doing the sports, which is great for... for and yeah. Dan's not being not giving no offence to anyone, right, when he says bitch. He, he, he's half talking about himself and what oh, yeah. we've had to do. Do you know what I mean? And what we're trying to do, we're trying to pass on information that we've learned, mm. either been taught or just learned ourselves. Through experience. And, yeah. and, and, and he's a credit to his own, you know? So whatever he's saying, he's only saying it because it's worked to him. Um, mate, you're 28. You know, these are your party days. So, f you know, big up you because a yeah. lot of people would be saying, oh, I'll wait till I'm 30. Uh, he sounds like a switched on guy, you know. Yeah. To, to, to be uh, 28 and admitting there's a wrongness, uh, yeah. that's, that's very, very yeah. mature. And yeah. that's not a patronising way because he's saying he's 28. He's, 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 he's a yeah. proper grown man. But to Didn't be even cross my mind then. To yeah, be owning up at the age of 28, mate, do you know what I mean? It's like, well done you, man, because yeah. I can imagine all of his mates are wanting to go go get out and go, like, go on a mad one. But you know what? Friday night, you know, go to the cinema with your partner. Mm. Meet a new girl or, or go with just one of your lads that, you know, mm. ain't overly into drinking. Mm. Go to the cinema, go for a bit of yeah. food. When you go in, you will have a different adrenaline rush, but it's a buzz of excitement. Yeah. That, fucking hell, I've just had a good night. I've spent 60 quid, yeah. right? And, I, and I'll go in home and go mm. to bed, but... Um, mm. Yeah, that's off to you, mate. Honestly, yeah. and and also fast forward your thinking. That's that's. I don't know if I've said this on the, this podcast before, but fast forward your thinking when you're getting that anxiety feel, feeling. Fast forward your thinking to being fucked the, the day after and the regret and the eight months down the fucking drain. Yep. And uh, like what Kirk said, preempt that feeling. Book something in for your Friday yeah. night. Yeah. yeah. You know what I like to do on a Friday night now when I when I'm struggling mentally or, or, or with addiction. Go to the gym on a Friday night. Yeah. Even if I'm not going to lift weights, I'm going to go, you know what, I'm going to do 20 minutes on the treadmill. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to have a gym with a swimming pool and, and steam, you know what, you fucking feel a million dollars. Yeah. On a Friday yeah. night, when you come out yeah. of the gym, sauna, steam room, had a little swim. And you know everyone else you know is probably fucked. Yeah, and you smell of chlorine and you're going to go home, you're going to get a kebab. Yeah, and you're going to be tucked up in your bed. I love it. You know what I mean? And then that's get home. Cozy, I like it. And yeah. that's, mate, to me, that's fucking life, man. And right. listen, and if, if that's not enough excitement, get in bed, smash one out, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, honestly, Nick, your life will start. I, I'm I'm uh, just over two years sober. I'm now 35. And what I've gained in them just over two years, buddy, is a lot. So imagine whatever you do in life now, you're 28. Two years, your life's going to start when you're 30. Like, you yeah. can achieve anything 
but you're going to have to start dealing with your emotions. So these feelings of anxiety, nerves, excitement, depression, that's normal, brother. Don't get scared about it. Yeah. Just ride that way for a little bit, mate. And trust me, we're all here. Dan has a great Facebook cr uh, group called Men and Their Emotions. Thank mate, you, Kirk. Please jump on that because there are so many other like-minded people like you that are asking advice. And Dan has an amazing team that yep. will literally dedicate and spend time with you. They will give you help, advice, or even just someone to talk to. Love that, Kirk. Thank you, mate. Do I get paid for that promo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I don't even get fucking paid. <laughs> All right. We've got time for one more? One more, mate. Yeah, I'm late for a meeting, but I don't give yeah. a fuck. All right. Let's do one more then. This is from Daniel. Not me. He's been sending me. I'm doing a <laughs> podcast with someone <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to this uh, since the first one. Uh, it was quite weird, actually, because I was following Dappers or Dan's old podcast and it got a bit weird they were talking about aliens and <laughs> dinosaurs weren't real anyway uh i'll do this quite a lot i think this might be adhd everyone's got adhd at the moment Aye, there you uh, go. Say, thanks to the guys i listened to uh uh daps and uh kirk's the first podcast and i was i was tired toying with the idea of giving up drink uh i'm currently i'm currently sitting in the morning i've been in the gym half past four uh, Mrs. got to work and I'm, I'm with the baby and nice. I'm really looking Love forward that. to our day. Anyway, so yeah, um, I was I was thinking about giving up drink and uh, we always toy with the idea. Anyway, something happened in March, got absolutely smashed and uh, I did think, so I can't be I can't be asked for this anymore. And I was I was scared to give up the drink because it's a massive part of my life ever since before I was about twelve. Uh, oh, yeah, about 12, right. Well, no, maybe 13, 13. Always was like, weekend come, we're going to get some drink, we're going to have a good time. And it was just what you did. It was every mm. weekend you get yeah. a drink. And I, I, I started to get to a point where I was, I was pissed off if, if we was out or something like that or if I had to drive because I couldn't have a drink. And I felt mm. like, what a waste of a weekend. And I'm now... Now 113 days. Ooh. Well done, you warrior. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm down the gym. I've, I've just hit my 75 mile, 75 gym visit milestone. Wow. Uh, feel change in my body, but I just wanted to say thank you to the guys because you don't feel like you're on this journey alone. And wow, it puts it into perspective. Like That's you cool. can have a life outside of alcohol. So I just want to say a massive thank you. Oh, wow. Dan, man, thank you so much. And John knows the luck. He always plays the good ones at the end. Well done. I'm just producing, you know. I just want to say one quick thing on that. <laughs> the one bit that stood out to me when Dan said that, first of all, thank you very much for the for the credit. Yeah. Um, it was, I've been to the gym. My missus at work. I'm with the kid today. I'm looking forward to my day. Wow, yeah. That was it. That Isn't was the it? thing that stood out to me, man. Yeah. But, like, yeah. fucking great. What, what's the aliens and dinosaurs about, mate? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, the podcast took a weird turn. For anyone that's still on, I mean, I had a podcast called uh, Chatting Bollocks, so I was just chatting <laughs> bollocks, and then it went on to uh, uh, conspiracies and now. Uh, but that was because I was fucked. <laughs> and now yeah, it's a tinfoil hat on, yeah. going, oh, they will come for us. Yeah, but um, thank you, Daniel. I just want to say thank you uh, for that, but... Um, the you know there's so many cliches that we can say here but like what kirk just brought up about your thing the i i, I fucking enjoy my life now mm. i really do and and it just serves me so well not having the anxiety the worry and the panic and wanting to escape my fucking family because they're stressing me out i'm and and yeah that's great i'm enjoying my life too and um 
I did this. Po- I created this podcast originally to keep myself sober, to learn about it. Um, and now me and Kirk are doing it because we enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and and in turn, it looks like it's helping people. So is that not is this? I mean, this we have both had. We have both had quite illustrious ups and downs in our careers and done many yeah. things. But I could quite 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 safely say that this may be the most important and rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. This podcast, this this, uh, with if in in a sense of media, um, yeah. this is amazing. Um, I I I, I repeat it all the time because when my dad died, I just wanted to make one person laugh a day and one person not kill their self. Oh, fucking hell. oh it's good. Um, Bye. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's just um, I love you, man. It's hard out there, man. It's really hard out there. Do you know what I mean? And I don't really get upset about my dad that much no more. But I just know there are people struggling, like my father did and like I did. Do you know what I mean? And and to get messages like from from Dan and and a couple of others. To, to know that what I set out and what you've set out to do, do you know what I mean? I, I really it's, am it's making working. a difference. And, you know, and I, look, I wish I could change it. My dad didn't have to suffer, but I'm here to do it now. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you, everyone. <laughs> oh, Kirk, man. Did you cry last week as well? No. No, oh, Kirk. <laughs> no, that's brilliant, man. And you uh, don't want to set you up even more. I mean, no, it's good. It's good. your it's good. father would be so proud of you, mate. Oh, thank he, you. He'd never, he, he'd never would have thought you would have gone sober, let alone being sat here helping it's, other people. My dad wouldn't even think I'd be able to find this podcast studio. <laughs> <laughs> like, son, don't, because you're going to get fucking lost and I'll have to come and find you. I have to cancel my yeah. meetings because you can't do fuck all right. But listen, yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I used to do a lot of things for my father. I used to do a lot of things for my son uh, and my daughter. Now I do a lot of things for me because when I put myself first, I become a better person, which makes me a better family yeah. man. Oh, Kirk, thank you, mate. <laughs> and that's why he sat opposite me here on this podcast, guys, because the best fucking form of, of advice or the best form of help can, has to come from someone that's hit their fucking rock bottom many mm. times and, um, and, uh, and and bounced up to, to be here. So, John, mate, thank you for this episode. Thank you for coming up with thank the concept. You, John. Pleasure, yeah, great stuff. Anything you want to add to the, to the viewers out there or say... Yeah, look after yourself. Be kind to yourself. Treat yourself like you would a good friend. And uh, love that. Uh, everything is, you know, is everything's possible if you orient yourself in perfect in the right way. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in today. I really, really enjoyed that. That just felt like a normal conversation. uh, And I know you guys are are loving it out there. So thank you. If you'd like to come and see us live, we're trying to generate some revenue for this podcast to keep it going. Because at the moment, I'm just paying for it. We've got to pay for the fuck it, for everything, the editing, the studio and all that. So we're going to make a little bit of money from a live studio audience podcast from your ticket sales. So with your ticket sales, you can help us keep keep this thing going. Um, And... uh, cover the costs for the studio for the fucking John is fucking expensive John's expensive bro you know what I mean (laughs) at the beginning he just took hand jobs now he wants hand jobs and sandwiches (laughs) but um, but yeah listen and and not just that I want to see what it feels like in a live studio audience I've I've done that because of how beautiful it is interacting with people through the voice notes so if you hit the link in the bottom of this uh, podcast you can see we've got four shows up one a month we're recording them you can make it on the podcast we're going to interact with the audience it's going to be me and Kirk uh, and maybe some special guests so check that out uh, share the podcast let us know what you liked in the comments and everything make sure you're following John and Kirk on social media and reach out to them uh, Kirk anything you want to finish up on? Uh, just no thank you to, to everyone uh, everyone and everything sobriety um, yeah you know what I'm, I finally found that I have a purpose in life and it's just to be me oh, you well, know? good man
Love you, Kirk. Thank you. Thank you to everyone out there that's tuning in. Leave your voice notes on the Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. And um, yeah, that was Menace to Sobriety. And a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.